Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everyone. This is Lockdown Coyotes, part of Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, Robin Leon, and Carl Pavlik right beside me as we get ready to talk Edmonton Oilers versus Arizona Coyotes at the second home game of the year, the fourth game of the season for the Arizona Coyotes. Um, this is going to be an interesting one. First time going against a Pacific Division team, and we'll see how this goes. Carl, preseason Coyotes had some good runs against Pacific Division teams. I mean, yes, it was against uh, Anaheim and L.A. mostly, and then uh, some good win against Vegas, but let's be real. like We're not we're, we're comparing apples to oranges here preseason to regular season. Yeah, definitely. And uh, we're also comparing like the Kings and the, the Ducks to the Edmonton Oilers, who are probably a better team this year than them. Uh uh, I think most people would generally agree with that. This is actually the first time the Coyotes are meeting the Oilers since February 4th of 2020, which is just kind of insane when you think about it. We're, we're so used to seeing the Oilers, but with uh, COVID and, you know, just last season being what it was, haven't seen it in a long time. I made that same, I, th- I think I made that same reference for another uh, for another team, I think one of the first two games of the of the, of the year, where I uh, said it was the Buffalo, first time probably Buffalo was there. It was the first time playing Buffalo since 2019. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I w- I do think it's a little bit different just because the Oilers are in the same. Uh, they were up until this season, or technically last, uh, in the same division as the Coyotes. We had gotten so used to seeing them like six times a year, and the Coyotes tended to do pretty well. They knew like the Oilers inside and out. They were able to really like shut down Connor McDavid to an extent. Uh, the last game, that 2020 game, the Coyotes won 3-0. And I mean, looking at the Edmonton Oilers now, you don't see them as the type of team that that's going to be losing a lot of three zero games. Yeah, absolutely. Right now, um, the Edmonton Oilers are three and zero on the season. They had just most recently, just on Tuesday, beat the Anaheim Ducks six to five. Their previous scores of their games were a five two win over the Flames, a three two win shoot a sh- uh, shootout win over the Vancouver Canucks. So, so maybe a little bit of a closer kind of games there, uh, except for that that Calgary one, which I'm sure that gets up their their anger. But you know, the Oilers aren't necessarily a juggernaut like their record would suggest. They're they're winning some close games, and um, I mean, let's talk about it right away. Uh, they're going to be dealing with some injuries. Um, they had quite a few going into the season, um, and now they're starting goaltender. 39-year-old former Coyote Mike Smith is out for what seems to be a week. Yeah, they put him on the on the injured reserve. So then, and obviously, you know that means at least a week um, yeah. in the NHL. Um, obviously, every team, every sport has injured reserve means something different in the NHL. Means yeah, about at least a week. 
Yeah. Um, and that's being optimistic most of the time if they're on injured reserve. I think um, they have to miss three games for injured reserve. Um, don't don't quote me on that because I'm trying to remember it like offhand. I don't memorize the injured reserve list. Um, but especially with uh, with this schedule like being more condensed with the all-star break and the Olympics, that's going to mean like more games in a week. Um, I'm looking it up right now. Um, injured reserve list, a player who has an injury that renders him physically unable for a minimum of seven days. Uh, once he is on the list. Yeah. Um, is There's it, not a game requirement. A hmm. player placed in injured reserve is ineligible to complete an NHL games for a period of not less than seven days. Gotcha. I thought it was a it was a game requirement. Uh, so yeah, this is why you don't quote me on that. Uh, <laughs> the the minutia of the contract uh, between the NHL and the Players Association uh, has some uh, some blind spots in my mind. I I haven't read the CBA recently. Uh, and you know, like there's a lot of stuff in the in the NHL CBA that we forget about. You know, we'll. Yeah. Um, we'll there's so many different things. We're just like, oh yeah, until it, and until we have to talk about it, we forget about it. Yeah. Um, and then eventually, if you are part of a team that ends up having to talk about it so much, then it becomes like ingrained in your system, and you keep talking about it. <laughs> Absolutely. I remember, like at least, at least once a year, there's going to be a moment where I need to go to the player rule book for that season and i always make sure to do a new one because they're always updating the rules and like quoting verbatim like last year it was like the icing rule like to like break down a play and be like all right i know you shut thought this should have been an icing for the coyotes uh it was not here's x y and z reason why and just kind of like going deep on that like these i think a lot of people don't realize that these are contracts between you know players they are legally binding and they have a a lot of details in there that are just impossible to remember if i knew the ins and outs of the cba i would be hired by a team to just be their cba consultant because i think everyone's got one just uh someone who like the lore master who knows all the rules Hey, and to get paid maybe a decent amount of money about that, maybe get paid, you know, 75 grand a year just to do that. Like, yeah. And then if you find like uh, an insane like loophole for something, getting like a $20,000 like, bonus, be like, yeah, you won us a game. Here's extra money. We're all billionaires. That would be fun. I'm going to try to not think of the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning for that, but. Oh. <laughs> Uh, the cap specialists uh i would just love to like see their offices and just see what it looks like it, it, in my mind it's either pristine like a, a surgeon or it looks like a wizard from a fantasy movie <laughs> there's just like scrolls everywhere i don't know why there's scrolls but there are there's like player yearbooks and like Ah, uh, like the original contract for a building. Uh, it seems fun. Um, but yeah, anyways, back to the topic at end. Um, Oilers, good. Definitely have some weaknesses in defense uh, and goaltending. And honestly, I think it's it's probably something that the Coyotes can exploit uh, this game. 
Yeah, I think it definitely is something that the Coyotes can exploit. And um, especially, you know, a Coyotes team that would feel a little bit hungry. They they had, you know, that, uh, I mean, they started, they were still winless. And that last game against St. Louis, I think, is going to be living a bitter taste in their mouth. Yeah. Um, especially because of the, you know, that five goal second period um, that they just, <laughs> want to have back yeah they're they're the coyotes are definitely going to be the hungrier team uh the oilers um we were talking about this before we uh, started recording are going to be playing on friday as well so we do sometimes see teams kind of maybe try and leave a little bit in the tank um especially mm-hmm. against a tougher opponent the next day uh i can see this being the the coyotes first win then again i said that about the blues so uh who knows I did not see about that at the Blues. I kind of knew it was going to be that. It, it, something was going to go down that way. But uh, I, I, I'm with you, though. I do. I think this can be the Coyotes' first win. Because um, I mean, the Edmonton Oilers traded for Duncan Keith <laughs> during the offseason. And no offense to, to Duncan Keith. He's had a phenomenal career. He has won multiple Stanley Cups. He is more accomplished than I will ever be in my life. Um but he is on the decline. And I think like if we have a weak Oilers defense, uh, weak goaltending, the Coyotes have shown that they can score somewhat and four goals. I, I could see this, them finally pulling one out uh, tonight. Yeah, I, I, I do as well. And I think, um, yeah, I, I, I do. I just want to I just want to see that, that hungry team. And I want to see, you know, the not just the veterans, but I want to see the young guys get their opportunities too. Yeah, definitely. And um, we we will hopefully see that. Um, we we've heard a couple of roster changes that are going to be happening. Um, and I, I don't think we've heard anything about Soderstrom yet. Uh, the young the young player that I have been telling people to watch this year. So we could potentially be seeing him uh, play his fourth straight game. I don't we. Are you kind of surprised to see Soderstrom doing four straight to start the season? You know, to be honest, I'm surprised he actually made the final roster. Um, yeah. I thought he was going to start the year in Tucson, but uh, he's impressed and he's doing well. So, like, I, you know, if if there's no reason to send him down, then don't. <laughs> yeah, I, I would definitely agree. Uh, it seems like um, a good opportunity for for him to keep showing what he can do and kind of needs to work a little bit away from the puck, but. Definitely seems to be a good defenseman, uh, a good pickup for the Coyotes. Absolutely. Uh, hey, we still got more to get to on this pregame show. Uh, Arizona Coyotes versus Edmonton Oilers. That is set for tonight at 7 p.m. at Gila River Arena. I will be there covering it live. Super excited to be there. Um, but uh, we got more to get to. We still got to talk to maybe some play- some uh, players to watch out to on both sides as well as uh, – um, just all their general predictions of how this game will go. All that coming up in just a moment. We're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all basketball and football action this season. Head over to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked on to receive your bonus. 
from basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all these amazing offers for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, so back here on Locked On Coyotes, Robin Leonu and Carl Pavlik, as we get ready to count down to the Arizona Coyotes versus Edmonton Oilers once again tonight at 7 p.m. at the Gila River Arena. Um, we still have quite a bit to talk about on this, um, about this game. And I mean, why don't we start off with some players to look out for on both sides? Um, see what you're gonna, you know, who's gonna be sticking out? Uh, I want to hear, I want to know from you first. Uh, so a player that's going to be sticking out, he's going to be making his return to the Coyotes uh, tomorrow, um, if everything goes according to plan, uh, is Dmitry Yoshkin. Um, Jose Romero actually kind of reported earlier today that he was injured during the offseason, like long before preseason began, um, which may have explained like his slow start during the preseason, slow start during game one. I do think he can be like a big piece of this team moving forward. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, I hope to to see it tonight. Yeah, Yashkin. I think uh, I, I think he he's a very anticipated player. A lot of people are waiting to see what he can do. Uh, we haven't seen we haven't got a chance to see quite a bit of him at all. So yeah, uh, you know to get his uh, you know home debut to see how he can do there, like. Um, I'm sure a lot of fans are seeing this. Like, let's see what this kid from the from the KHL can do. Um, if he can bring some excitement back to the uh, to the ice. Yeah, and, and I do think there is a, a difference in talent between the KHL and the NHL. The NHL is a better league, but as we've seen in the past with players like uh, Panarin and Kaprizov, like it's not an easy league by any means it's still a professional hockey league in it's the biggest league in a very like influential hockey country so it's between the ahl and nhl in terms of overall talent it's like it's like half a step between it's just like so freaking close yeah so I, i do i do expect him to have a decent season in the nhl hopefully like i i don't expect him to completely crater uh it's actually a little bit kind of like i'm a bit surprised to see him on the third line i would have thought that he'd be maybe a little bit up there more used to like generating offense but as i told um the espionation site copper and blue coyotes lines don't matter um they were asking me why Clayton Keller is on the third line. I'm like, I don't know. We can just relate, relabel that line, the first line, and it'll be exactly the same. I mean, let's be real about lines. Um, because the way the Coyotes are built, that there is no like real true first line, second line, third line, like there is never other team. In the first line for the Colorado Avalanche, for example, you know you're going to have Nathan McKinnon, Miko Ranton, and Gabriel Landeskog. Like, that's a first line. Yeah. Uh, but like, there's no way you can you can justify putting them on the third line, but in the case for the Coyotes, you can justify putting Clayton Keller on a third line because the way because it's, it's the for the Coyotes in sense it's just what the chemistry works in this sense. Yeah, it's what the chemistry is. It's what kind of seems to be fitting. I do think they're they're maybe pushing Phil Kessel a little bit, so make sure that he is listed as a top line guy. Um, 
it doesn't really seem to affect minutes. I remember last season when Tockett put Schmaltz and Keller on the fourth line and like there wasn't really a drop in minutes or anything significant. It was just like, no, this is the fourth line now. And we're like, okay, I guess we'll we'll just pretend that this yeah. line who's going to be doing every power play uh, to start is the fourth line. Sure. Why not? Yeah. Um, I want to know what player that I, that I want to pay attention to um, is the goaltender, Quail Vejmelka. He's going to, he's going to be up against a offensive team from the, um, from the Oilers that has been pretty strong, mainly because they have two of the best, two of hockey's best scorers on the ice at once. And yeah. Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. Uh can Kavage Melka hold the, down the fort and keep this a competitive game? It will definitely be tough. Uh, both Dreisaitl and McDavid have eight points already. Uh, I think, like after he got 105 points last year, like it's become a real serious question: Can Connor McDavid hit 150 points during the regular season this year? And I do not know, but I am terrified to, to find out because it's just insane. And Vizmelka, he looked solid against the Buffalo Sabres. He looked good in relief uh, against the Blues. This is a different caliber of offense that he's going to be dealing with. It is a much different caliber of offense. So like, we'll see if he can hold down the fort or if uh, Carter Hutton might need to come in at any point yeah that that would definitely be interesting if uh if monday uh, uh vishmelka came in for hutton today hutton comes in for vishmelka that's uh that'll be fun uh the coyotes in a nutshell that 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 would be the story right there if that if that would be the case tonight, which I don't think it will be, I really don't. I I, I got a lot of trust in Vishmoka of do of doing the job he needs to do to keep it a competitive game. Yeah, absolutely. And I do think one of the things I noticed against the Buffalo Sabers is just how like cool and confident he is on the ice. He does not look like he's really shaken by anything. Uh, I mean, that's from like the TV, so it's possible he's like sweating bullets and like swearing under his breath the entire time. But but, but again, the point you're making is even like let's say, let's say that if it seems that way based on the way he's playing, that is one of the most important aspects about being a goaltender in the National Hockey League. Yeah, because there are some goaltenders, and I won't name them, but some goaltenders in the NHL who will crack under pressure of a second something goes by them. And then it's done. It is yeah. done. <laughs> and, and we have, I think what we're seeing a lot with the Coyotes is not necessarily the goaltender cracking, but the team in front of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, exactly. Like the Hutton, the Hutton, like five minute. That wasn't his five, fault. It, it wasn't. Uh, I mean, partially, I, I, but it wasn't entirely yes. his fault. Like all of those goals were like, the lead up was like, a defensive breakdown that just can't happen. The team looked like they were playing, like they were afraid and and they, they probably were now as a goaltender, it is his job to occasionally make a save that he should not be able to make um, to keep the team in the game. But I also think just like the team is not necessarily confident in themselves and not confident in, in Hutton at this point. 
just because everyone's like really new like we keep saying this there was like nine people on the team last year that are on the team this year it is a very new team there is no chemistry between these players or minimal chemistry from like previous so i think like having a guy who they're like confident in is going to make the team in front of uh, Vejmelka play a lot better and I think that we're also going to see them get more confident in front of Hutton in the next few days, like as they get a chance to like practice with the guy and play with him. It takes not only that, but it will take winning today, which we'll talk about too. Um, make as we make as we make uh, predictions coming up in just a second. Let's actually do that. Um, so in just a sec, we'll actually make some predictions as well as take a look at the uh, the recent power rankings that the uh, Locked On NHL group has put together for you guys to see where where teams are set in the NHL power rankings among our hosts. We'll talk about all that in just a sec, but first I'll let you guys know, but today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. The ever-increasing number of makes and models is now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to store all the parts that you need. So why enter off a pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning? Is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? And wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Why choose to spend 50 uh, or even 100% more on the same parts from a chain store or car dealership when you can go to Rock Auto, a family-owned business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years? Their prices are reliably low for every customer, and you can get everything you need there from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go and explore their website today and find the solution for your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. And while you're there, write Locked On in their How Did You Hear Best box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. All right, so now let's move on to talk about get some predictions for this game. Before we do that, um, Carl, let's um, let's take a break and talk in pregame for a little bit to get a little bit. Let's motivate some people here, right? Let's motivate some people. Um, I'm, not, I'm not sure how motivating <laughs> this is going to be, but sure. I... We got the power rankings. Uh, we got these. We, we're doing the, now for Locked NHL. We are doing weekly power rankings where we take a look at where teams currently stand in the National Hockey League. So let's go ahead. If you're watching on YouTube, you'll be able to see this as I put the graphic up. The Arizona Coyotes have dropped have dropped a rank. They were number 31 last last week, and now they are number 32. Um, and I talked. I, I mentioned this tank squad but um but also let's 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 be real too coyotes in 32 it makes them a lot more wanting to win a game today especially when they're going up against the number nine team in the nhl tonight edmonton norlers based off based off our network power rankings yeah and and i do think it's insanely early so I I'm I'm not sure like how much these power rankings will change, but we know the Coyotes are bad. Uh, the Coyotes know that they're bad, and they know that the Oilers are better, but they are a team with some significant weaknesses. I think, like you said, they're going to be a very motivated team. They're going to have a lot to play for. They're going to leave it all on the ice. Uh, unlike the Oilers who are playing tomorrow, they have a day off before they get to stay home and host the Islanders, uh, which, you know, 
13 on the list. So still a good team, but like they're, they're going to have that, that prep time. They're going to be able to go home to their own beds afterwards. They're going to sleep in their own beds tonight. Uh, so I think they have a, a pretty good chance. Absolutely. One more thing that we'll address um, that I'll ask you just as we have this graphic still up on the YouTube page. Um, Carl, anything on this list that is surpri- that is surprising to you? Ooh, that is surprising to me. Um, I am surprised at how low the Montreal Canadiens are. I mean, um, they started really bad. They did. They did. They absolutely did start bad. But it's still really early. I thought there would be like a little bit of like carryover, like enthusiasm for the team that went to the to the Stanley Cup final last season. Uh, they're not getting uh, much love amongst the the locked on uh, hosts. I can see why, but still, I thought there would be like a little bit of you know maybe Canadian bias. I mean, I, did you see the score of the la- of their last game against San Jose? Uh yeah, I did. Uh and uh I saw their score against the Buffalo Sabres too. Exactly. So. Like so I mean, like it doesn't surprise me, but yes, the fact that they dropped by that much. Yeah. Um let's take a look at it just for a quick sec. Look at that. They went from 18th down to 29. That is a <laughs> That's a big drop. Yeah, it is a big drop. Yeah, um, I, I'm sure they're, they'll they'll bounce back soon and they'll they'll start to win and they'll probably raise up a little bit. Um, I think a lot of people are wondering like how much of a fluke last year was or, or like what's gonna kind of happen this year. And I, I'm not really sure. I don't expect them to be like third from the bottom for for the rest of the season. Who knows? Absolutely. Who knows? But that is the power rankings. Maybe it might motivate some people out there. Who knows? But now let's go to my favorite part and um, maybe to to uh, show people exactly how, um, how serious I am. I'm going to put another graphic, like a little ticker up. Ooh. Bet online right there. Nice, um, nice. My friends bet online because we're going to be making some predictions and picks while talking about some of the lines, courtesy of our friends of betonline.ag. Um, so Carl, here are the lines, um, for the game and we have the puck line, the money line and total points as I'll share. Of okay. Course. So Edmonton Oilers are a point and a half favorites, um, at plus 135 and minus 183 money line favorites, total points at six goals. So we don't have any half points. So like if you, it could, it, you can even say, obviously if it'll be a, if it's a six, exactly, it's a push. But um, those are those are the lines courtesy of Bet Online. Um, Pretty close to what we saw last week when we talked about the lines. Uh, like we said at the time, it's still really early. We don't have too much predictions yet. I think the the gambling is being a little bit more conservative. Um, I was thinking before you even said that that the Coyotes were going to win four two. So. Push so, me like right on that that goal line. So the puck line too. I mean, like the the Edmonton Oilers being point and a half favorites. Um, if you want, like, if you, like to me, if you're gonna say the Coyotes are gonna win, I wouldn't even bet the cover because that's minus one fifty five. Because uh, if you want to try to make some money, plus one sixty five that they win outright on the money line. Yeah, and, and that's probably the safest bet, especially with 
these two teams and like, you know, shaky goaltending from the Oilers, uh, just total question mark goaltending for the Coyotes. Don't know exactly what's going to happen there. Like, I, I, I think the Coyotes are in a position to win this one. Uh, but 4 2 was uh, my best guess. It could be anything. I have like no confidence in that score that I gave. So here's what I'll, here are my picks, the, my betting picks I'll make. I always make at least two picks. Um, or actually two is the best way to go because you can you can either make one, make, make the other, or put both of them on the same game parlay should you sure. so want to do that. So my pick, um, I'm not going to say Coyotes win. I'm not going to uh, put the bet on Coyotes win outright, although I do believe they will win just because, just for safety purposes on that, like like we were saying before. Sure. So I will say Coyotes, I will take those one and a half points. So the Coyotes will either um lose by one or win outright and this will go over over six um because i based off the, the how the um the goaltending has been for the games any any of the edmonton Oilers games and how high scoring those have been yeah um it's safe to save this one that's going to go over um so those are my picks so coyotes ta- so coyotes take those points take the point and a half and have it go over I mean, that makes sense. Um, we're talking about like weak goaltending for the Oilers. And again, they have Duncan Keith on their blue line. Like I've, I feel like Edmonton's going to give up a lot of goals and they're going to score a lot of goals. Um, so, you know, it, six goals. I can see that going over in my prediction. I have it at six exactly, but you know, my predictions may be a little bit conservative saying that the Oilers are going to be limited to just two. That's um, by the coyotes this year. That's, that's maybe a little bit uh, hopeful on my part. So you made your score prediction. You said four, two coyotes. Yes. I'm going to go and make this a fun game. Mm. If you know what I mean here, <laughs> I'm going to say four to three coyotes in overtime. Overtime. That is fun. I'm just now thinking about like who the Coyotes would like put on in overtime against the against the Oilers. Yeah, um, because like normally we'd see like Albrecht and Larson, who has like some kind of like defensive prowess on the ice, at, like against McDavid. Uh, Chicken, Chicken, Kessel, and uh, I almost want to put Gustus Bear on there. Oh, oh, just, two okay. defensemen and a forward, just so like keeping Edmonton from scoring because that is like that is such a high powered offense. Like I, mean, I almost I, feel like I mean, especially I guess it does make sense because Chickren is an offensive defenseman too. He he is a puck moving defenseman, so he can yeah. Uh, and, and as is Gostas Bear, a uh, bit more of an offensive. As his weaknesses away from the puck, um, so still like a fun three on three matchup, but maybe a little bit more defensive for the Coyotes and and kind of see what we can do. Now let's get another even question here. So um, game-winning goal. We both have the Coyotes winning tonight. My game-winning goal is going to go to, because obviously, so I have it in overtime, but it won't be that starting line that we're, that you, that we we're just mentioning. 
sure. I think the game winning goal is going to go to uh, Nick Schmaltz. Schmaltz, good pick, good pick. Um, in uh, today's uh, five for Howling preview of the game, I have Lawson Krause as the player to watch. Love I it. think he is going to have a good game. I am going to go with him for the game winner. Love it, love it. So we both, we both have the Arizona Coyotes winning tonight against the Edmonton Oilers. Finally getting their first win. We're keeping our fingers crossed because it's going to be an exciting game. We will both be there at Healy River Arena in different capacities, but again, we will both be there. Um, so we will be able to break it down um, um, after the game. Uh, our post-game show won't be live, but we will have a post-game show for you guys. Um, just be sure to stay tuned after the game to know when that when that will become available. But until then, thanks for everyone for listening to this pregame show and podcast covering for the Arrows and the Coyotes. Locked on Coyotes is the show. If you like what you heard, don't forget to leave a review. We are available everywhere you get your podcasts. Don't forget to leave a like, comment, subscribe if you've yet to already. Um, once again, we're also available on YouTube if you've yet to go, go in there too. Again, we love the support that you've been showing us so far as we've been going on youtube as well uh interact with us on social media we are at lo underscore coyotes i'm personally at rabbiano one carl pavlik at carl pavlik ffh ask a question if you have any uh we might answer them right back or on a future episode of the locked on coyotes podcast thanks again everyone for tuning in today's episode hope you guys are staying safe out there hope you guys are staying healthy and don't forget to howl on <laughs>